Where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. Hello and welcome to a very metal Christmas here on the Music Mania Podcast. This is our special holiday show for this year, and we are going to be welcoming two guests to talk about their current Christmas projects. Of course, Brian Titchy, who has just released an instrumental Christmas album, Mary Titchmas. We're going to be talking to him about that, about uh, the thought process behind coming out with that, about leaving the Dead Daisies, about all the projects he's done, uh, you know, from, from White Snake to Foreigner, and just being around in all... I work with Billy Idol. I mean, Brian Titchy, one of the great rock drummers going today. There's no doubt about that. And we're going to be talking to him about uh, his uh, holiday traditions, the things he likes about it, his favorite holiday music, and all that, and much more with uh, Brian Titchy coming up first. And then after that, this podcast, too big for just one guest, as Mark Slaughter will be joining us in our second segment to talk about uh, his involvement in the Northern Light Orchestra. They've just released a single... The Night Before Christmas, which is kind of a hard rock take on a classic poem. Everybody knows that uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas. Uh, everyone's parents probably read them that as a kid. I know I have very fond memories of, of that. And uh, what they've been able to do with the Northern Light Orchestra, kind of uh, really this, uh, this hard rock you know, group of guys, you know, you got Ken Mary from Alice Cooper's band uh, from back in the day. You got Doug Aldrich in this thing, Chuck Wright from Quiet Riot. Uh, just just, just a, a fantastic uh, group of guys uh, that, that are that have done this song and uh, hopefully going to be touring a bit uh, maybe next year as they get, uh, you know, maybe get back together for the holidays next year. They just have this single out. So we're going to be talking to Mark Slaughter about that, about his solo album, Halfway There, which has just been a tremendous revelation for him, and I think that uh, the happiness and the success he's had from just uh, having that solo album out, of course, he's still out there with Slaughter as well. They've got some shows coming up. We're going to be talking to him about that. This is this is a great time of year, guys, the holidays. I know, for one, uh, I have turned my gift-giving uh, into really... I spread the gift of live music these days because, for me, you know, I go to a ton of concerts, and I really... I buy people concert tickets. I'm just going to be honest. It's a perfect stocking stuffer. You, they just The look on their faces when they see that their favorite band's come into town and that uh, I'm providing that gift, the gift of live music, and I think we should keep that going. That's kind of what um, I got for most people this year. So if you haven't gotten your present for me yet, that's probably what you're going to be getting, concert tickets. And you know what? You can't beat it. Plus, it's easy. You can order those online. I don't have to leave my home because the hustle and bustle of buying holiday gifts is a little too much for me. I'm someone that's high-strung. Little bit of a, an anxiety issue at times. So out and out and about with you know hundreds of people in a store, a little too much. But guys, that's not what this is about. It's about the uh, the season of perpetual hope and togetherness. And we thank you so much for joining us here on the Music Mania podcast to celebrate Christmas this year, guys. We always appreciate hitting that uh, subscribe button on iTunes and YouTube, and uh, for checking us our website, uh, MusicManiaPodcast.com. All of our stuffs, um, interviews, live reviews. I do it all. All of our shows are archived. 
check us out there. Bookmark us. Make sure that you frequently check back for uh, all the shows that we do as uh, things are going to start heating up. You know, after the new year, we start heading towards spring and summer. That's when the big concerts are. That's when our show really hits its zenith during those months. So without further ado, we want to go ahead and welcome our first guest here on the Music Mania podcast. I know a guy who probably already has all his Christmas shopping done well in advance of Christmas. Of course, I'm talking about drummer Brian Titchy. Merry Titchmits, Brian. How's everything going, man? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going great. Everything's cool, man. Thanks for having me. Well, well absolutely. And, uh, of course, you know, uh, we're talking about this this Christmas album that you put out, and uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of it. I'm a, I don't know that I've ever heard, you know, a, a better drum sound in, in a Christmas album than this one. And, of course, you know, that goes, goes without saying. This is a great-sounding deal. Uh, just talk about just kind of where this came about and, uh, you know, what the reception's been like so far. Well, uh, thanks a lot for uh, noticing the drum sound. <laughs> Being a drummer, you want the drums to sound good, you know? Uh, yeah, last year on uh, on tour, yeah, I was in Europe and uh, Germany, UK and everything, and uh, just uh, the idea popped in my head. It was really that simple. I just like thought maybe, uh, you know, sometimes you have ideas and they, they come and go. But this one I saw through, and it was really simple. I just wanted to do a record that... Uh, I could do all on my own, but uh, at the end of the day, you could put it on with all the other, you know, popular Christmas music, and hopefully this would fit in. And it definitely does. And I kind of wondered how it would all be laid out, uh, you know, musically. Of course, it's just great instrumentals. And of course, I like the talk box effect. I think sounds great. Like, I didn't know how that would come off in some of the songs. Of course, you know, you've got, like, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, that's, uh, you know, on YouTube, and Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Those are kind of the ones you can go you know, go preview right now that, that are on YouTube. Those, it just sounds great. The, the talk box part just kind of it just kind of works. I love it. The instrumentals are great. The guitar sounds good. I don't know. This is something that I, I definitely plan on having in the background of my Christmas parties this year, man. Well, uh, that, that's good to know. That was the intent right there. And, uh, yeah, the talk box, uh, Dan, it's one of the, uh, I don't know, it's one of the, the most badass uh, guitar effects going, at least to me, and uh, it seemed to work on a couple tracks. So I, after uh, Santa Claus was coming to town, I was, I was like, yeah, I was so into it. I was like, oh, man, I should just do the whole record with a talk box. But uh, it, didn't, it didn't work on everything. It wasn't going to work with uh, every song. But I, I, I like the way it turned out with that. I, I don't know what it is. I tell you, uh, there was a time, like my early to mid-20s, where I just... I just had enough of Christmas music. I, was, I can't stand like it's come on after Halloween, and I just, I just, I can't, I couldn't handle it. Maybe I'm just getting older, Brian, but I just can't get enough of it now. I just, it's, it starts. I'm, I'm into it. I'm singing all these songs, even the Mariah Carey one. I just, I, I, I love it. So, what's kind of your background just with with Christmas music? Obviously, this isn't your first Christmas album. You recorded one with Billy Idol. That's amazing, by the way. But just talk about your, uh, your love maybe of Christmas music and what uh, kind of you know take us back uh, to to your days listening to to Christmas music around the holidays. Uh, it was just you know, I mean, first off, you. You know, you get your uh, Christmas break from school when you're a kid, so you're psyched about that. And uh, I, I grew up uh, in New Jersey, so, uh, you know, you'd always hope it was snowing, and I had a lake down the road. We all play hockey and, you know, skate and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, man, that was, uh, you know, going back to one of the coolest Christmas presents I got was uh, was my first drum set. So, you know, uh, um, it all ties in, man. It just all ties in. And, and those songs are timeless. I, I mean, they're... Yeah, we all get sick of, of an overabundance of Christmas when they hit you right after uh, uh, Halloween and all that kind of stuff. But uh, you know, the songs I've always, I've always dug when it gets to be December and and you you know I never get tired of the song, so I just figure I'll just take uh, take some of my favorites that I thought would work well with uh, the idea I had and, and roll with it like that, you know. But but it was I've never you know never been sick of Christmas music. It happens once a year, and 
I like all the old movies as well, you know, all the, uh, the, the year before, the year without Santa Claus and the Grinch and all that stuff, you know. Oh, no doubt, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, this is... This is definitely a great venture for you, and I love I love all this stuff. I, I mean, I you know, <laughs> this is kind of funny. I think one of my favorite moments ever in a concert was at Rocklahoma in 07, Twisted Sister playing Silver Bells in July uh, as snow, fake snow is falling from the ceiling. It was just one of those moments in the middle of the heat of July in Oklahoma. We're listening to, we're watching Dee Snider dressed as Santa Claus and Silver Bells is playing. I We'll never forget that image. Well, I, I, well, I, I, I wonder what was uh, the, the thought behind that. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> they, they just had that Christmas album. I think they came out with a Christmas album in like 2006. They just like, hey, why not? Why not play some of these songs? But uh, that's uh, that's right. I was just checking out the um, Monster Ballads Christmas. Huge fan of that one. Great uh, track from L.A. Guns and Firehouse and uh, Striper. I think does Winter Wonderland. But you did the one with Billy Idol. I think that. Um, you got you were very involved in that. You guys kind of worked on that together. Um, just kind of talk about that because I, you know, not only that, but uh, Devil's Playground was a great album. He hadn't had an album out in I think twelve years, and, and you came in there and did that album with Billy. Just kind of talk, bring us back to those days. Talk about working with Billy on, on those two albums. Um, yeah, we just got together one day. Just saw what would happen if we wrote together, and, and it, we hit it off. And, and ultimately, that became most of the Devil's Playground record, and. Uh, we just kept writing after that whenever we had some time. And uh, one day, you know, the, the, his his Christmas record came around just because he said, uh, I'd like to do a couple acoustic Christmas tracks for the website for, for Christmas. And this was probably in the middle of summer. And, and uh, so we did it, and it real simply. And uh, management said, this is cool, man. Why don't you guys uh, finish up a record? And, uh, you know, we'll get, I think Best Buy, you know, got us, you know, we had a little deal with Best Buy and some European label. So we uh, we made a whole record, but it became a lot more than uh, than, than just an acoustic thing. We we started you know and you know putting drums and you know full band stuff into it, and it came out really cool, you know. So that was uh, my first experience doing doing that. Man, that was ten years ago. It was first first time ever doing anything like that, and, and we just did it alone with our. Uh, and then we brought Derek Sherinian in, who was uh, our keyboard player, Billy's keyboard player at the time, and he sprinkled his uh, festivity all over it, and and that that was it. It was pretty simple. And uh, yeah, and now Derek's on this one as well. You know, I did everything on my own except for uh, Derek came in and played played piano and overdub keyboard stuff on a uh, uh, little drummer boy. So it was, uh, you know, I'm glad that worked out. He just popped over one day and knocked it out. Yeah, it's very good. You guys can get that album on BrianTitchy.com, Brian T I C H Y dot com. You can get that album. Order it now. Um, I tell you, your uh, your publicist sent over just this, the the best photo ever i'm just going to consider it a christmas card from you because it's this wonderful picture of you and your family and it looks like you're, you're outnumbered by females in this deal though brian this is just a wonderful holiday picture that they sit over i mean you got quite a family here what's what's the average uh, what's the, what's a christmas like for for the titchies these days no, i would say it's the same as everybody man we just you know and uh, we have two two teenage daughters and you know we uh pretty much do the same thing everybody does but that that picture was uh yeah, it's pretty much a Christmas card we're getting out to everybody, but uh, it is the one photo on the uh, in the CD booklet, and uh, that that was the intent. It was like, okay, I could put a, good, a picture of me with Marshalls and Les Paul or a bunch of drums around, but it, it was like, okay, it's a Christmas record. The uh, the doors are, are wider open to uh, to go a little further than a typical rock picture, you know. Yeah, you didn't you didn't go with the full on Christmas sweater in this. It's kind of some flannel, which is cool. But I'm two teenage daughters, man. Just to, you know, personally speaking, that's that's got to be both rewarding and challenging. I, I just can't even imagine. Imagine that one. What's that <laughs> well, like? Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, they've 
they've been with, with us uh, their, their whole lives, so uh, you just you roll with it. I don't know, um, you know, it's, that's uh, <laughs> I don't know. It is what it is, you know. They're, they're, it's it's great. They're, my daughters are awesome, but uh, you know, you you know, I have no uh, no prior experience, so you just you know go with it as you uh, as you would and do the best you can. And but yeah, we're all together for the holidays, and it's always awesome. Well, um, obviously, um, just in, in the last month or so, you uh, you moved on from the Dead Daisies, a band that uh, I was a huge fan of. I saw you, I saw you guys um, uh, j- just uh, in September in Nashville, and or, um, in yeah, Nashville. What a what a great show! I was always a huge Daisies fan. I know those guys are are good buds of yours, and you finally, you know, it's like you guys have been through so much and lineup changes, and you kind of got the lineups, uh, you know, kind of solidified, and then and then uh, and now you're moving on. What's what's kind of next for you, and uh, where do you see things going from here, man? Um, yeah, I, I, it was it was getting too safe. It, it was too comfy. Somebody had to change it up and uh, and uh, and uh, you know get him back in the position where we where he changed the members all the time. I was like, oh, this is two years, man, with the same lineup. I gotta be uh, something's gotta change here. But uh, <laughs> no, it was it was uh, there was nothing other than than uh, you know when you're when you're in something like that, you're you're pretty much dedicating a year, you know, year by year. And and uh, for me at, at this point, I was it was. Uh, there was no real uh, uh, anything put on how long anybody was gonna be in it. You know, it's just kind of a year by year. We'll see what happens, and, and it's it's a totally cool band with my, my buddies. And I was actually in there for for pretty much four years. And uh, but yeah, like you said, if you're gonna give somebody a year, they're gonna expect that year out of you. And, and everybody's working together towards it. But you know, uh, I really just wanted to. Uh, be back home a little bit more and uh i had some new things in the works that if, if you don't put you know a lot of time into something new you know it just becomes one of those other things you talk about and and uh i really wanted to try and uh, get some new things happening so uh so so right now there's no uh, no big announcement it's just stuff uh that i'm gonna be you know, working on into next year. Well, I, I I don't know if you've seen the documentary yet, uh, Hired Gun. That's uh, it's on Netflix. It's, it's amazing, and I know you know a lot of the a lot of these guys that uh, that are uh, you know chronicled in the documentary. But it got me thinking because we just had Rudy Sarzo on the show this week too. We were talking about just you know an artist's personal happiness versus just kind of getting into a groove and staying in, in one thing or doing. How, it, it, you're, at this stage of your life, you've been in so many different bands. You've been in White Snake. You've been with Billy Idol and Foreigner, and, and so many things that you've done. How important is it for you just just the idea of Personal happiness. I mean, I, I think everybody would like to have that in their jobs, but musically, that has to be a big, important part of it for you too. Well, you, you can, uh, you know, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to balance because everybody wants, to, you know, the music business isn't easy, and you know, to, to come by a gig that's solid and uh, keeps you working and busy and uh, keeps the bills paid is is great. But then, like you said, there is. Uh, the dreams and goals and all things that fall under the umbrella of personal happiness. And, and I kind of look at it all like, uh, you know, you, you yeah, you could stay in a band and, and see how, you know, play it out as long as you can, or, you know, we all have those uh, dreams and goals. And, and sometimes if you let them go a little bit too, too much in the background, you know, you, you yeah. don't really, uh, you might sit there five, ten years down the road going, man, I, I, you know, it might have been a good thing to try that back then when I had an opportunity rather than, um, you know, just sticking in one situation that is uh, working out for the, the immediate time. But, you know, it's all about taking chances, and that's that's what, you know, you don't get into music and try to become a professional musician because you, because there's some books you read with guarantees, you know. So so uh, that, that's where I'm at now. And I think, that, you know, I probably speak for a lot of us, you know, it's, it's great to be a, a higher gun and getting, you know, for me, 
to play with bands that I grew up listening to or that are somewhat iconic or artists that are, are complete badasses. It's always an honor, and, and, I, and I don't think they'll ever, ever end. But like I said, if you're going to dig into that and give them 100%, then that's pretty much where all your focus goes. Well, yeah, that, there's no question about that. And I, I want to ask you about uh, your former band, uh, Foreigner, because you kind of came in when Mick Jones was really putting this thing back together. Uh, you talk about bringing in yourself, uh, Jeff Pilsen, Kelly Hansen. Foreigner sort of had to reinvent themselves. You were a part of that. It's unbelievable to see where Foreigner was and are now because they just announced a headlining tour, another one with Whitesnake this summer. But this is a band that had to almost reinvent themselves as a band and these guys are unbelievable you played with these guys just talk about foreigner you know you joining them and, and did you ever foresee that they would reach this level because it's kind of unbelievable no i mean yeah they've, they've been working really hard to get get where they are and and uh you know there's to- total hats off to them for that um i actually played with them before uh, Jeff Tillerson and Kelly and the you know the most of the lineup was was what it is now i back in 1998. It was That's right. Actually, Lou Graham, Lou Graham singing, and uh, you know the original singer. So I did a couple of years with them then, and uh, moved on. Uh, in 2000, I went and did a play with Ozzy on the Ozfest, and that was just something I it was you know you can't pass up some opportunity like that. So, uh, but I always had a stayed in stayed real good tight with uh, the foreign world, and and then they kind of had the changes in the early I don't know what was it 12 13 years ago when they brought in. Uh, Jason Bond was on drums and right. Hanson and Jeff Tilson and uh, I would get calls here and there from them if they needed somebody to fill in you know for a gig or whatever and, and a lot of that started back up when uh, when Jason was playing you know getting back together with getting the Zeppelin gig together for the Ahmed Erdogan tribute show he would have to take periods of time off and I'd come in and fill in for him and then uh, then when he split I jumped back in and, and uh, did a record and a tour with them for uh, a year or so and, and you know so I've always been uh Back and forth with those guys. I actually just did a couple of weeks with them. Their, their drummer Chris Fraser got was ill, and they they called me a couple of weeks ago in the middle of me finishing up the the Mary Tishus record. So I stopped everything, jumped on a plane, and, and went out and did a bunch of shows with them. And uh, you know they're they're killer. And they're, I mean they're all great great buddies and 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 great musicians. So I'm not not surprised because that was what they wanted to do. They wanted to keep the uh, that music's amazing. I mean, it's never that that those songs that that Mick Jones and Lou wrote with the original band are, are just timeless and they're they're everywhere around the world, played all the time. So people want to hear them. And, if, and these guys, you know, they stay true to the songs and they deliver a great rock show. So. Um, I'm not surprised. You know, here they are going out and headlining amphitheaters all summer. It's yeah, badass. and they may want to keep you on retainer because uh, you know, with White Snake on the bill as well. I mean, you, I mean, you talk about the ultimate night of double duty. You never know that I, I could see <laughs> that that would that hey, would that'd I, be I, fun. I said I said to their management years ago, I was like, hey man, get you guys should do a triple triple bang or Billy Idol White Snake Foreigner amphitheater tour and. Uh, yeah, okay. Take three drum sets and uh, and, and uh, go for it, man. That'd be that'd be that'd be a ton of fun all summer long. So, God, uh, whatever. You never, you never know, man. That that would be a, that would be great. But uh, um, that's funny. Yeah, White Snake and Foreigner together. You know, it is. Uh, I, it's, I, and with with Jason Bonham opening. That's so, true. Uh, I mean, that's a that's a great a great triple bill right there. That that is. I that, that his Led Zeppelin experience is awesome, and uh, no doubt about that. And uh, hoping to see Billy Idol out there this summer. There's been some, t- some talk about that. Would love to to see him. He did some. Vegas residencies. I was able to go down there for one of the shows. I'm, I'm telling you what, I've never seen anything like Billy Idol. Like I don't think anyone understands because I mean he doesn't tour extensively, but when you see a show like that guy, 
at his age, it's un, it's it's unbelievable, and you know him. I mean, I I don't know that I've ever seen a performer that is that is just locked in the way he does those shows. And Steve Stevens is incredible, one of my favorite guitarists. I mean, what a what a deal they are, man. They're they're unbelievable. Yeah, uh, Billy. We you know I, I actually did. Uh, Jesus, probably about nine years solid with Billy, and uh, that that included a lot of you know that writing and uh, uh, you know the greatest hits, some some songs on that, and uh, the, the Christmas record. So he's he's. He's a badass. He's a total badass. And I, what I like about him and anybody that gets to that level is, is they, they get to a point where they can they can do whatever they want, and they have they've they've kind of you know hit high spots in the in their careers, and and they can kind of take a step back and and go okay, what, what's next or what what makes me happy? What's fun to do? And 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 that's what Billy does. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a, if it's a residency in Vegas or, or a, a Christmas record. You know, but but he is still when he gets out there. He's he's really is one of the best front men out there. It's one of those. Uh, he's just got it. It's, you know, some people have that thing, and he he gets gets out there. It's just an effortless thing. He gets on stage, and, and there you go. And most people are just like, if you, if you haven't seen him, you know, I didn't see him in the eighties. You know, he was all he was an MTV icon, yeah. pretty much. You know, back then. But uh, you know, you you look at the, watch those videos and and you know go, okay, that was Billy in the eighties. But you go see him now, and you're you're just like blown away that way. Did the time stop for this guy? Because he's he's giving it to you the same way as he always did. Yeah, and he looks better shirtless than me, and I'm 33 years old. So yeah, there's that. Um, tough, to, tough, tough one to swallow. Hey, before we let you go, uh, I tell you what, there. Were, I was just checking out some videos, and I know a couple years ago uh, you did the, the Kiss Cruise with uh, Dead Daisies. I think you might have done it a couple years in a row. And uh, there's that video of you doing uh, 100,000 Years, that drum solo, uh, like literally just beat for beat. I love, and I, you just got me thinking, like, is that? It's so low that like that you kind of remember because obviously growing up I'm sure you just had a myriad of influences but you know you think about Peter Chris's solo on that Alive album 100,000 Years is that one that kind of stands out for you because that was obviously you knew it pretty well <laughs> from the video yeah the, um, the, Kiss and Peter Chris were my first that was the first rock band I got into so before anything else there was only a couple years yeah I'm talking like eight eight years old nine years old stuff like that it was just nothing but kiss and that's all I would practice drums to and, and listen to and uh, so that's that solo somewhat etched in the back of my head and and it sort of made sense I think it was one of my buddies just just goofing around or, or I, I wrote to a few kiss freak buddies of mine and I said I'm gonna do the uh the hundred thousand years uh, uh, drum solo on the on the Kiss cruise, you know, and I think I just asked our manager, you know, what do you think? I think most people here, you know, it's an iconic solo. They'll, they'll they'll get what we're doing, and I think one of my buddies wrote back, yeah, well, why don't you do the the Paul Stanley, you know, <laughs> rock and roll sermon on top of it? And this was literally why we we're on the cruise, you know. This was this wasn't like a big pre thought thing. So I went into my room and just started writing down word for word every all of all of Paul's you know the whole the whole rant yeah and went on stage and there is you know I did it two years in a row so the first there's, there's one video where it, it literally is the one time I did it and then went back a year later and just, you know rewrote the wrote the words and uh, did it again and just went for it so it wasn't like it was practiced it was more like. You know, it's funny because somebody goes, oh, it's too, you know, somebody watches it goes, oh, you know, it's too fast or we didn't play every lick right. It's like, I know, man. I, it was like the night before when I thought of doing it. So, so uh, it was just fun, man. It was just fun. To, you know, I'm a huge Kiss fan from back in the day. So it's it, if you're going to do something like that, that, that's the place to do it on a Kiss cruise. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, I tell you what, Brian, we could talk about uh, a lot more things, a lot more topics, and we will down the road. Anything you got going on, always feel free. We will uh, be in touch, of course. Merriest of Christmas to you and your family. Brian, I hope you guys have a have a wonderful one. We'll definitely catch up soon, and uh, just have a have a happy holiday season, my man. 
Uh, well, you too, and uh, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's, 2018, Happy Holidays all the way around, and, and thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate you it. You bet. We'll catch up soon, my man. Big thanks to Brian Titchy for joining us, talking about, you know, sharing some of his holiday uh, traditions and, um, you know, the stuff he's been working on. Of course, Leaving Dead Daisies, a, a band that was really solidified there for a couple years as far as the members are concerned. They'd shuffled some members in and out of the Dead Daisies, though. Uh, they, they are uh, going on, of course, with Dean Castronova on drums. But best of luck to Brian. He's going to land somewhere and somewhere big. He's one of the best rock drummers out there, and his album can be purchased. Uh, his Christmas album, um, BrianTitchy.com. It is awesome. Uh, I love the sound. The drum sound is fantastic, all these songs. And he did a great job with it. So big thanks to him. And we want to go ahead and transition now uh, to our next guest, which is Mark Slaughter. Mark, it has been a while. We uh, had you, of course, join us for the release of your solo album, Halfway There, back in May. We got to see Slaughter back then uh, at Rocklahoma. So it's been a while since we've talked to you, man. How's everything going? Merry Christmas. And uh, what's been up with you? Going great, man. Still, uh, still pushing the record and having a good time, and uh, still out doing a bunch of uh, rock and roll shows in the middle of it all. I was asking you actually about uh, Northern Light Orchestra as we headed to uh, the Christmas season here. Of course, the single you guys have come out with, "The Night Before Christmas," is an unbelievable take on a classic story. Just kind of talk about the track and uh, kind of how you got involved with the Northern Light Orchestra. Great group of players here, man. This is a cool track. Oh, it's a, it's a great. Uh, track of with players. I mean, it's uh, Ken Mary, who I've known a lifetime. Uh, he reached out to me. Uh, I've known him uh, since we played with. He was in Alice Cooper's band, yep. and I was in Gay Prince's band, which opened up for him. So, um, you know, he's been doing these Christmas records for for several years, and he reached out to me and and said, "Hey, man, we're going to do it again, and I've got these players on board. Are you good?" And I, I'm like. Of course, it's like it's like old high school week with all my friends. So uh, <laughs> you know, the, the great tracks, good times, and what a way to kick in the old uh, the, the holiday season with some rock and roll. You know, it, it's so weird, Mark, because I, I there was a time when I was sort of just like disillusioned with Christmas music like, you know, like in my early 20s I'm in my early 30s now but you know it's like 10 years ago I was just like I've had had it like I just no more of this somehow I don't know if it's in my older age I just I get into Christmas music I just went to saw a Trans-Siberian Orchestra a couple weeks ago I love this stuff now I can't get enough of it probably because I'm old and you know I'm soft now and everything but this is this track is great great group of guys Ken Mary's been on this show before great guy uh, so is Doug Aldrich who's on the track Chuck Wright another great player this is just you see a lot more of this. I think people are sort of embracing this. Are, are, are you a big Christmas music fan yourself? Well, yeah. I mean, we listen to it pretty much you know, nonstop. Um, After you know, Halloween. <laughs> radio and, and uh, the television, et cetera. So, yeah, I mean, you know, certainly uh, it puts you in the mood. And it's that time of year. You're, you're bringing in a new year. You're saying goodbye to the old. And, you know, it's just there's a lot of melancholy and a lot of things that go into the holidays for sure. Yeah, it absolutely is, and this is a this is a, this track is is very melodic, uh, you know, kind of a kind of a heavy hard rock version of, of of a classic tale, which is awesome. Just kind of talk about it, the recording process. Uh, who kind of laid this thing out? How did you kind of arrange the song? Because it's it's so different, of course, from the from the poem that we all heard growing up uh, on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I mean uh, the the arrangement is just you know just rock it out, keep it. Uh keep it true to, to what people would expect from, from all these players. And, and that's, that's the key. Um, and again, everybody has the thing that they do. We're all artists and we, we paint a certain way. We do a thing that we do. And, 
And, uh, you know, again, it's the sum of everybody together that, that makes it what it is. And that's the nice part of the Northern Light Orchestra. It's, you know, each one, everybody puts their spin and puts their personality into it, you know. Is this a deal where you guys um, you do some live shows? What's been kind of going on for you guys through, uh, through the season here? Uh, you mean for, for Northern Light? Yeah. Um, well, we're just really just getting a chance to barely get this out before the holiday. Right. But, but you know, I figure, you know, next year we'll probably get, you know, the cast of characters together. And we've got this or some other record that we're done as well that, that uh, you know, collectively there's, you know, several records of, of Christmas music that, that could be played and it could be a really cool a really cool event, and it's different from Trans Siberian Orchestra. I mean, right. they have a thing that they do. This is more of a just a straight up, you know, rock and roll Christmas. That's the whole mindset of this. That I'm all, all on board with that. So I, I asked because I just you know I saw you know seeing these, this group and seeing what uh, uh, what you guys have done. I think it'd be really cool uh, to see that live, especially. You know, I did just see Trans Siberian Orchestra, which is more you know for everyone. Uh, although there's lots of great uh, great players from inclu- including your former bandmate Blas Elias, who's joined uh, right. joined Clips Trans Siberian Orchestra, which it's it's great, huge production. This would just be cool to see you guys do it. But I want to talk about uh, your solo album, Mart, because as the holidays near, I, I look back to to May when you release this because I got to see you guys. Um, I saw Slaughter play at, uh, at Rocklahoma, which was a, which is a great set, and we had just talked to you about this solo album, which is awesome. It's it's appearing on a lot of people's you know top ten, top fifteen, top twenty hard rock you know albums of the, of the year, and I, I have to say I agree. This thing was to me a really good album. I can't say enough about it. The, the latest single um, that you came out with was Halfway There, the title track. Just talk about uh, the album, the reception, and uh, this new single, Halfway There. Well, you know, again, it's it's one of those things. After doing this for this many years, it's it's a, it's an art form, and that's how I'm really treating music right now. Is you you create art, and you hope that it becomes a part of people's lives. You know, all the music that have have, have that has stuck with all of us has been about songs. So it's a collection of songs that hopefully it invokes a feeling, a, a melancholy feeling, a you know ass kick a moment or whatever it is that, that you're looking for because that's what music really does so in the entertaining side of you know where I came from I just wanted to continue making art because my band is so busy out with Vince Neil half the time that we, I can't get him into the studio so I'm just making these solo records in the meantime well, it's wonderful. It's come across so great. And, you know, we talked to Tom Kiefer about this recently, about just the personal satisfaction that his career has taken uh, since he released his solo album and the things he's been doing. Would you say that you sense that for you it's it's a it's a bit of a personal satisfaction to be able to, to go in there and do this uh, under the Mark Slaughter name, to do this on your own? I mean, it's, it's got to be just a very personally satisfying experience. And I know you've played some live shows uh, solo as well. It's got to be really cool. Well, you know what? You know, like Tom, I think that, Really where it is is you, you play music because you love to play music. And, uh, you know, you never know where it's going to take you, but you continue to, you know, ultimately we're entertainers. We go out to entertain people, and, and that's what we do. So, you know, music, making records is kind of this guilty pleasure that we all do. The bottom line is, is we go out to play the songs that people want to hear that, that take them to the, that place, that, that sweet spot, so to speak, that they want to be in. So, you know, that's uh, inevitably is what we do. And again, just glad to be a part of it all. And it's great. I'm just, you know, so happy for you that this has been uh, such a, a good experience. And 
so many people just just raving about this, and it's one that uh, for me personally, again, one of one of my favorite uh, albums of the year, certainly, and we've been spending it a lot here on this show. And of course, with Slaughter, you have some live dates coming up. I think starting in February, you guys get back out out there. You have some shows coming up. What's uh you know as we head into yeah. 2018, what's 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 uh, what are things looking like for you coming up here, man? Well, I think it's just tour, 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 <laughs> and uh, you know it's going to be a lot of shows at the band Slaughter. I'm going to do some solo performances, some acoustic performances, and you know, and ultimately just keep making music and keep writing. Um, so, you know, I really don't know exactly what the take is. I think I'm going to, uh, after the holiday, I'm going to uh, do a video in my own camp here. I've got a whole bunch of camera equipment, so I'm going to try to throw together a video just for the sake of doing it. Again, you know, you do it because you love to do it. It's not like I'm you know, doing ground speed records here with any of this stuff, but, you know, it's just the, the satisfaction of seeing something that wasn't there, song wasn't there, and putting the whole song together, recording it out, putting it out, and then, uh, you know, seeing it all the way through. Well, I think that's what we talked a little bit about this last time about just uh, the way you released your album and having, you know, the physical copy and how important that is. And uh, you, you talk about doing a video. Um, it's funny because these days it's almost like a lot of bands record a video and that's sort of the song it sort of exists out there as just this video that people find on youtube and i think it's interesting that you're, you're kind of coming back you know after the album's been released for you know six seven months and say hey maybe you know maybe do a video on this album because we, we talked before about how important an album is for you the stories that it, that it tells and then going back and doing the video i think that's interesting that uh doing it that way well you know in, in some ways it's not the typical way that people do it but again, there's no rules in this industry sure. anymore, you know, and it's just more about just doing as opposed to, you know, the order of things. And, uh, and that's really where I'm at. I just really want to keep, keep it out there, tell the story, let people understand, you know, what the song is about. And hopefully it becomes, uh, you know, again, like, like the, the classics of, of rock and roll, of whether it be Zeppelin, Sabbath, you know, the Beatles or whatever that influenced my life that that stuff, you know, that my music becomes a part of other people's lives because that's really what you want to do as an artist. That's the highest compliment you can have. Well, uh, before I let you go, Mark, you know, we've been talking about um, earlier um, earlier in the show about about how these last two years have just been kind of really sobering for for heart fans of hard rock, and I know you're just a huge fan yourself. And you know, you you know, it's been two years. You lose guys like Lemmy. You lose uh, you you know all these guys that just are part of your lives. That part of your just your well, your everything about you just sort of goes. You think they're going to be around forever. You got guys like Lemmy from Motorhead. It's been two years now. You think about just the deaths that that, that we've had. And does as, as an artist, as someone that's a peer to a lot of these people, is it sobering for you to to see some of your heroes uh, fall in that way? It's got to be just really, really a weird feeling. Well, it's sad, but it's the, it's also the natural course of life. And I mean, I think that's really where thing that where I'm at right now and in my life is the, the recognition of, of course, we're not going to be here forever. But, you know, in the time that we are here, we should celebrate it. We should, we should, you know, celebrate it in song, celebrate it by getting together and going to concerts and, and celebrate, you know, the good times when we got them, you know, because, you know, inevitably that's all we have. And that love for that music and the love for that experience is what keeps me going. Yeah. And, um, Certainly, I love it, and I continue to love it. And uh, again, uh, I'm, I feel very lucky, and I'm very thankful for uh, 
for the years that I've had. Absolutely, and it's bands like you know, like Slaughter that uh, that, that keep this alive, and um, you know, it's 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 so great for the for fans of the, of. I, I lo- you know I lump everything into the genre of rock and roll. That's what it is for me, and that's what you guys have done for uh, you know for over twenty seven years now, almost thirty years. Uh, we'll celebrate that when wow, it gets here. Uh, that's it's, a, crazy. it's always it's funny. Crazy. You got all these anniversaries that come up. You always see like ah oh, twentieth anniversary of that of Hysteria from Def Leppard. 20. You guys have uh, had some anniversaries of your own here, and you're going to continue to have some. So that's great. I guess it's the more anniversaries, the better, right? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, and you know, and the key is 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 that that music when, you know, as Dana says every time we talk, who would have thought that we would still be out playing or people would still care about this music this many years later, and I think that's really where we both look at it and go, man, how cool is that? Because you know, again, it doesn't happen every day, so yeah, we're thankful and we reflect very very kindly and very. uh, uh, fondly of, of all the times you've had and certainly are trying to invent new great you know fantastic moments in, in what we've got left of this life uh, that's what it's all about Mark I tell you what uh, can't wish you uh, a more Merry Christmas man I hope it's a great one for uh, for you and uh, all your family and friends man can't thank you enough for joining us again we'll have to catch up soon we'll catch you out there on the road in the stratosphere here as Slaughter hits the road man always look forward to it always appreciate it man hope it's a great one for you this holiday season well, I appreciate it. And again, thanks for uh, for uh, keeping uh, everybody educated, not just my music, but all music, because, uh, you know, we need to uh, keep uh, keep the torch lit. So that's what we're doing. So it's good times. Absolutely, my brother. We'll have a great one. We'll talk soon, my man. All right. Merry Christmas. Talk to you soon. You too. Thanks a lot. Can't thank both guests, uh, Brian Titchy and Mark Slaughter, enough for joining us here. A big Happy holidays and Merry Christmas to both of them and their families and to all of you for listening here on the Music Mania podcast. Could not do this without the loyal listeners and your guys' feedback, which we always appreciate on Twitter. You can tweet me at musicmania underscore show. And any, you know, if you have a guest, if you have an idea, you have something you want to discuss, questions answered, we'll do it all there. We appreciate you guys for joining us. Have a wonderful, happy, safe holiday season. Cannot, uh, cannot, and I mean, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And you guys, it just everything every time we talk to somebody that listens to the show that enjoys these interviews that's what it is all about for us here and we can't thank you enough for that so merry christmas to all of you and to all a good night